So I had a decision. There are two options. One, I could ditch the workout, right? Things aren't going right. <clears throat> I'm still hitting the paces, but things aren't going right. Body's acting up. Ditch it. Other alternative was to just keep running through it, hit my paces, and just get through the last 40 minutes, right? Those were the two obvious options. But what I did, and this is what makes a smart athlete, is be in the moment. And what is the, ben what is the best thing I could do right now for the purpose of the entire training picture? Like get that bird's eye view. What is the best thing to do for this workout, after the workout, recovery, and then tomorrow and then the next day? Like what is the best thing I could do right now? Because I'm not in the mindset of I have to push through this. I'm still eight weeks out. Like I don't want to damage the body, damage the fitness. So I think that was a key pivotal moment. Welcome to the show, you guys. This is episode 98 of the Yogi Triathlete Podcast. This is the place where we tell stories about people who are looking, finding, and living their purpose. And I have to tell you that we are living it as well. Right, Beach? We are so in it. <laughs> We're so We're in, in it. it. We are all of those things <laughs> to the nth degree. We are. And this is our March installment of Ask the YTs. We've got a couple listener questions that we're going to get to. But yeah, we're in it. Like, if there was any confusion, you guys, about where we are with Yogi Triathlete, let me just clear it up right now. We are at the place where 99% of the people, let's, I'm going to say 99.9% .9 of the people would walk away. We'd say, there's no more. I cannot do this anymore. And I think a lot, I don't know Julie Pyatt and Rich Roll personally, but I think a lot about their experience and like when they first started their podcast, you know they were going through such tough times and such beautiful times too. And, and so I'm not saying that we're going through tough times, like the smiles are real, but oh my God, like when people ask me how it's going, my answer is, it's amazing. We're right on that line between complete destruction and everything we ever dreamed of. And I believe that there's no other way for us, that this is what we're supposed to be doing. We are here to change the face of athleticism. We are here to assist people in waking up. We are here to share stories of people finding and looking and living their purpose. And we are here to raise the vibe through plant-based nutrition. Like nothing else makes sense. And so through that, I have this incredible trust in the universe, no matter what the bank account looks like, because every day we receive so many blessings and so much joy. And just when I think like it's not going to happen, I go to the mailbox and there's a check or we get an email from somebody, you know, we get these blessings and these miracles all the time to keep going. And for those of you ha who have donated uh, and shown your support and spoken up and become a supporter on Patreon. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts because we really couldn't do this without you. And so if it's placed on your heart, we've been running this campaign for the month of March. And if it's placed on your heart to donate $5 a month, $10 a month, $25 a month, $50 a month, please go to Patreon and show us your voice that we want, that, that, that you guys want to hear the YTP every week, like we've been doing for the last two years. Uh, we are asking for your support and I really believe she's supposed to continue. So thank you so much for all the people who have shown up. I think we've got 11 supporters right now on Patreon and um, we are welcoming all of the abundance that the universe has to offer. 
again, if it's placed on your heart, please go there and just make your pledge. And then you don't ever have to think about it again. And you can continue listening to this wonderful podcast with wonderful oh my guests. God. And we just wrapped an interview right before this with, it's so good. I mean, talking about like this, riding the edge of destruction, yeah, this everything is the perfect, you ever dreamed of. Perfect guest. And it was wrapped She's up in so awesome. 60 minutes of like power packed, ride the edge, continue to pursue yeah. your dreams and then come out the other side, which the other side still has challenges. So yeah, the other side still has challenges. <laughs> But like, I think where we are vibrationally is we're already on the other side. We're just waiting for the density of the physical world to catch up. Like the team is building, like everything is so amazing. Again, miracles every day. Right. And there's no book. There's no book that we re read that says, uh, <clears throat> here's how Yogi Trathi is going to start <laughs> and it's how it's going to end. And you can expect all of this. And that book isn't published. We are writing that book right now. We are writing that so book. So we are so in it, learning every single day, every single workout, every single conversation, every single meal that we prepare. Everything is an education, and it's leading us to what we truly believe in our hearts is the right thing to do, and that's to build this Yogi Triathlete community, continue to build this Yogi Triathlete community, and, and see what comes out on the other side. Yeah, I mean, and we have this international um, community. You know, there's people who listen to us in Belgium and Australia and Ireland. And it's just so amazing to me that through this incredible medium of connection that we're able to, to be in touch with all these different souls that, that we wouldn't have been able to be in touch with in this way without this podcast. And so thank you to everyone who asked for it and we brought it and we're bringing it every week. And we are so on the other side vibrationally. Like I said, like the smiles are real. Like there's miracles and blessings every day, but oh man, have we been tested. Insane tested. So I'm really excited to share the podcast that we just recorded prior to recording this, right? So it's Thursday night at seven o'clock and we're sitting down to record this. Second podcast of the day. Second podcast of the day. We both did big workouts. I taught a couple classes. We're doing emails and getting back to people in between, you know, almost an hour meditation this morning. It's, it's like, the hustle. It's, it's on, it's baby. It's on, baby. Yeah. And I love it. I love oh, it. I and wouldn't so, want to change a thing. Yeah. Well, I might want to tweak. I, if I had like my wish list, I'd probably just like tweak a couple things right now. Sure. But right now, <laughs> in this moment, <clears throat> don't want to change a thing. Because it'd be really nice to have kale with our dinner tonight. But it's fine because we've got food in the fridge and we don't need to go out and buy kale. But we are sipping on, speaking of miracles and blessings, we are sipping on some amazing turmeric green tea right now. And we talk a lot about like, ooh, turmeric green tea. That sounds expensive and fancy. It's green decaf green tea that we get at the store, Trader Joe's or whatever. And, uh, and then we throw turmeric in it, the spice, and then some black pepper to activate the turmeric. And, uh, and why are we doing this? Cause we're, do you have your tights on your recovery? Oh, I've tights? got my two times you recovery. <laughs> I, have tights. Mine. I have mine on too. And they feel we so look like good. little and, leprechauns in our UFOs. So we're in full recovery mode. We're in full recovery mode, but my legs are aching so much right yeah. now. Like I had to sit down. Like I stood for that last podcast. And I was like, I've got to sit we, down. We've for this taken podcast. our stools, <laughs> our only seating, uh, tools in this. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a chair in this studio. We don't have a chair. We got we don't these have two furniture. stools, right? Basically. And we don't have furniture by choice because we don't need furniture. Like we've got a bed and we have floor pillows. Um, if anybody has excess, it's Clark. 
Yeah, Clark's got some excess. You've been making him some some pretty yeah. sweet alternative beds every. But we are sitting yeah. on the only chairs we have, which are bar stools, and we've done a little tour of our. I'll put that in the show notes because it's yeah. fun. I did a little tour of our pad. Uh, it's a really cool little studio, 400 square feet by the beach. I can see everything. We're sitting at the <laughs> the kitchen bar bar and I can see everything in the apartment right here. It's just amazing and we've had the, like the vibe in this place is so cool. It's like when we think about the people who we've had on the podcast like Olympians sitting in our little studio, you know, and sharing their their lives with this community. It's just this is so beautiful. There's so many beautiful blessings. I just don't feel like we have any burdens. No lack. I mean, I think if I wrote it down on paper, people would be like, oh my God, your life is filled with burdens. But I don't look at it that way at all. No, it's a relationship to what are those experiences yeah. around us, right? That's what yeah, it comes down to. Totally. So let's talk about the relationship to your legs right now. So I know they're achy. We have our recovery tights on. Thank you, two times you. These things rock. Oh my God, our sponsors are so amazing. There's, there's, it's just, again, talk about a blessing, you know? Uh, we were supported by two times you, we have recovery tights, we have their MCS killer run tights, which I love so much. Their compression socks, the recovery which compression socks, we did giveaways yeah. on those. But anyway, let's talk about your workout today. Cause you're pushing through some boundaries, dude. So you're getting ready for Ironman Santa Rosa, uh, where you are going to qualify for Kona. You're going to win your age group. Yes, I am. Yeah, and you started to just shake your head. It's like you got vocal. Well, I was just thinking about Troy, because Troy's been an inspiration for me lately. Troy, podcast fave, love that guy he so much. He just rocked, rocked. Iron Man seventy point three, Comanche, I think it's it's called down in Mexico, and just totally rocked it. Second overall, first in his age group. Amazing, amazing. I love watching that human guy run. being. He's so beautiful. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm saying another guy's he beautiful, is. of course. He is, so he is beautiful. beautiful. That's a manly thing to say. Yeah. That's a super manly thing to say. Because that's you, Troy. Yeah, you are beautiful. I love you, man. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm about eight, eight and a half weeks out from Ironman Santa Rosa. And I do have Ironman Ocean, Ironman 70.3 Oceanside in three weeks, less than three weeks. But I'm really focused on the Ironman. You know, I, I'm all in for getting that done. So... Um, yeah, today is, is another Ironman specific workout. So you've, you've heard me talk about these. I'm like, Jess doing another, you know, I am specific session today. <clears throat> I've been doing about one or two of them a week. This one is the second week I've done it and, and I'm doing things in my training, which I've never done before. Right. Because you need to compete at a level that you've never competed at before. So every year I see you like upping your game and upping your game and you continue to go up in the ranks and up in the ranks. And after last year, you were sixth in the nation for your age group at Ironman distance triathlon, which is insanely incredible. And now you got to up that game again because six isn't going to get you to Kona. First is going to get you to Kona. Right. right? So you got to up that game. So you're up in your game. It's, it's a, yeah, it's so a cool. big, big commitment. It's so cool to watch. And I'm so glad I sold my bike. <laughs> yeah, so you asked me the other day, bike. what was my workout? And you were like, oh my God, I don't miss Ironman training. <laughs> I don't all. miss it at all. Because I was like, I have a swim and then a run and then a bike. It was, it was a packed day. Nothing too lot. hard. But today's workout session was a, a build upon last week. So it was two hours on the bike with uh, 90 minutes at race pace. And these are things I have not done. I want to stress I have not done these specific things in the past. This particular setup. Like I've done the training. Like I've done training, obviously. But it's the, it's the 
dynamic of these sessions that I'm twisting and working out. Well, like you said to me the other day, we were go driving down to Evolve to go teach yoga and you were like, I don't need to like put in the miles. I don't need to, you know, do, I, not that you don't need to put in the miles, but like your goals have changed. Like you can't just do what you were doing for Coeur 2008. Like you gotta- No, things have changed, absolutely. Things have changed. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't need to put, put to train like you used to train. Like you've got to- take that and like pull out these uh really key workouts and master them and then that might mean that the next two days are super light but if you don't recover from those then that's all for shit mm -hmm. yeah right stress rest adapt We've huge been big on that lately and, and getting that through to our athletes <clears throat> you need to stress it and that's what i did today i had a big stress on my body last weekend i did a similar workout and I felt pretty good, maybe because we went and taught yoga after I was in a hot studio and, and, and it was the first time I had done it. But this session was a two hour bike, 90 minutes at race pace, and then a two and a half hour run at race pace. So what is race pace? Race pace is the anticipated pace that you expect to hold on race day. Now this can have some, uh, it can be distorted in your perception of what that pace is. So it needs, it needs to be calculated on what you've done in the past, what your training's looking like. And I know myself really, really well now. This is the 14th year I've been doing triathlon. That's crazy. That's almost season. as long as we've been married. Yeah, a long time. We, how long have we been married? 20, no, no we 15. we haven't been married. 15. Was it 15 this year? So 16 this year. Yeah. yeah. 2001. Was it? Yeah. So 2002, 17? we got married. 2002. Yeah. Okay. Whew. Okay, back to training. <laughs> back to training. So you've so, been doing this for a long time. Yeah, so I know the pace I want to hit. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I haven't hit that pace in an Ironman yet. But I know in my mind I'm capable of hitting this pace. So coming off of like your Ironmans last year and not hitting that pace, like, and I know you were really like, you were coming off those Ironmans and you came off every single one of them like, like a master really, you know, celebrating the victories and looking at the things that, how you could grow and how, and so even back then you like, you weren't hitting the paces. So you we were kind of formulating these ideas even back then of what you needed to do. But I think you were even, you were doing specific stuff that had built you to a point where you can do it now. Right. So like these workouts, this like session, go out and start doing this, this session that I did today is not something I would, I would have done five years ago. You weren't ready for it just, five years yeah, ago. Yeah. Just the body is not ready, but I can tell you now, and I think I might've shared this is my run is the, is my strongest, but it's the last thing that I, I did to develop myself this year. And so quite quickly knowing my body and my fitness, I was able to ramp up from 10 miles a week running 10 miles a week. This is not too long ago, all the way up to 40 miles a week. Safely, based on how st the strength work I've done, the endurance work I've done in the past, and, ba and the balance, the balance of yoga, the balance of proper training, the balance of rest, nutrition, all of that. I just know the flow, and it's, it is a flow. It's a, it's a true flow of knowing where I am in the process. And so I've ramped up to that, and then today's run was quite challenging for a few reasons you know it was raining out uh that's number one and it never nobody rains in, in the northeast feels I bad know. for you because it was I also know. like 65 degrees 
Because it wasn't a cold day. It wasn't cold. No. But it was wet. Slippery. Right. <laughs> it's all right. We're we're so okay with the fact that we're wusses. We are weather wusses. Yeah, it's fine. We get to be weather wusses in Boulder, I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah, that was Which a challenge. Is why we live in San Diego now. <laughs> that was a challenge. And then being on the trainer inside, you know, I've been riding a lot on the trainer. That was a little fatiguing. Uh, and then the, the, the previous two days workout sessions coming in and then just getting out there on the run and, and having to run a loop that is specific to what I'm going to run in Santa Rosa and just do it over and over again. So, so you said that it was difficult for a few reasons, the run. One was that it was raining. Right. Why else was it difficult? Because of the load that I put on mm -hmm. before. And then um, the sheer amount, volume of what I needed to run. I've never run uh, two and a half hours off the bike in a training session. And what was that pace? So I'm targeting a 7.30 pace. And what was today? Today was, let me tell you. I'm pulling up the stats, people. 7.27. Was your average. Which is exactly what I need to hit at Ironman. So you just need to hold that for 45 minutes more. Right. Right. Can you do that? Absolutely. Nice. Without a doubt. That's, that's what I'm talking about with these workout sessions. It's, it's the fitness I know is there. It's this mental, it's this mental blockage with me and doing things I've never done before. But you don't have that mental blockage because because you're doing things you've well, never done before. Absolutely. That's, like that's you've my already point. rid right. yourself of yeah, that that's, mental that's blockage. In the past. And it's just, I'm just setting new patterns as we go. And it's the mind that holds athletes back. I, I firmly believe we're all capable of so much more. It's just that mindset of like, I can't do this or I haven't done this or how am I going to do this? And it's going into the future of what ifs. And we just talked about this in, the, in like an hour ago with our podcast guests. It's it's anticipating the fear and the failure versus anticipating the success. Well, and also the inability to stay focused. I think that's like a huge one. The un it's just an untrained mup. Uh, I almost said puppy because it is. I use that example a lot. It's an untrained mind. It's like when we were training Clark to go to the bathroom, you know, and we would take him out and he would pee and then he would come back in and he would pee again. We were like, okay, he's not getting it. And we would take him out and he would pee and he would come back in and he would pee again. Like, remember? Like, he mm -hmm. would come in and we just like pee again. But then over time repetition. of like repetition and bringing him out and not making it super fancy, taking him to the same exact spot, right? Going back to like Erica Michener's interview with her katas and, you know, total badass, double black belt, and just doing the same thing over and over and over again. As I sit in meditation year after year, I do the same thing over and over. The same breathing exercises I started with so many years ago, I'm still doing those. Until my teacher gives me something else. Like it's repetition, repetition. It's training the mind very simplistically. And that simplistic, those simplistic techniques yield profound changes in the brain. Huge. So I really think that it's this inability to focus. And I see it, I see it all the time. Like when I'm talking to people and work, you know, being around athletes, we're around athletes all the time that, are not coached by us and, and, um, and just seeing that untrained mind. And I think it's such an untapped piece. And this is what I'm saying when I say like, we are changing the face of ath athleticism, like enough, this has got to stop. We are capable of so much more, so much more and with so much more ease and so much more less suffering. Right. And so many less divorces. 
<laughs> Seriously. And fights. Mm-hmm. Just train that puppy. Train the mind. And so today on the on the run, I had the mantra again that I had last week of all day. I like that mantra for you. But then I added relentless all day. Relentless all day. Well, that's how you're going to have to be. Yeah. I've said that to you before. Like you're going to have to, you're going to have to go and you're going to have to go to a level that you've never gone to before. One that you've never even imagined before, right? Because it's just going to unfold as you're, as you're experiencing it. And when I think about like, uh, Billy Hafferty and Mary Knott and these people that we've had on the podcast that have qualified for Kona, they all say the same thing. Like they went to a place that they never went to before. And that's what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. And I think you're ready for that. I am ready. And, and, I, and I was thinking about that today, but I've been there before. You know, I've gone to that point before, not an Ironman distance, but other races I have. The race I won in Longmont, like I was there out front, like I was in it. Like I was pushing myself And believing so like hard. you can win. Right. Coming off a huge training week that I was training for Coeur d'Alene, mm. right? So. Believing that you're worthy of that win. Right. It's right. huge. Belief is, belief is big. So it was a successful day and I immediately <clears throat> started to recover even during my run. Like I was taking in more water, getting some electrolytes and, and now I can't stop the flow of hitting the bathroom because I'm very, very hydrated. Like you came back and you had 12 minutes to go and you were still taking in water at that Mm -hmm. point. (laughs) Right. Because you got, did you get behind? I got behind. Today I... So what happened there? What happened? I think a, a few things. One, I didn't have my normal morning water. My big thing Your jumpstart elixir? Jumpstart elixir. From the Yogi Triathlete cookbook? Yeah, check it out. So I didn't do that. I had two cups of decaf coffee, so less water, more ca- more not caffeine, more just more coffee, more which coffee. kind of fools yeah. you into thinking that you're hydrated because you're peeing, but you're right. not. And then, and then only uh, two two bottles on the bike. You sweat more inside. Well, and it was humid today because it was and raining it was humid. all day. So, so all these factors you can see. Just when you think about it, there's nothing wrong with it. Well, obviously there's wrong because I was behind in fluids, but these are, this, these are the sessions you need to do in training to learn about what's working and not working for you. Like even to this point in 14 years, I'm still learning. You're st- you're, I'm still like getting hung up on things. So it's just going to make me more conscious next time I do a similar workout to just make sure I hydrate, make sure I take extra fluid in and just be on top of it. So I was, yeah, I was behind in fluids around mile 14, 15. And you came back in. And you said that, you said, I'm dehydrated. And I said, well, is it smart for you to go back out and finish? What did I and say? You said, yeah, absolutely. I need to experience this. Yeah. Because. Yeah. I was in that moment. You no, know, I liked that because it was like, I need to experience this and try and correct it because it might, you don't know what's going to happen on race day. You don't know what's going to happen on race day. And so how did you correct it? What, what? So immediately <clears throat> I took in the salt tabs so that I can retain some water, drink, I think 10 to 12 ounces of water right there in the house here. And then about a mile out on this three mile loop, there's a bubbler water fountain, which I usually pass because I want to get these three mile loops in. But I, but I made the commitment to stop taking water you go out and do a loop. You come back and hit that same water bottle, uh, water bubbler. And then I come home and I have more water. So I just started to be more diligent every mile or so 
taking in more water. Were you taking in scratch too or just? No, just water and, and gels. salt tabs. And gels. And Who's? gels. What did you take in for food on the bike? I took in some goo gel, uh, goo blocks. A goo at the end of the ride. And during the ride, I took in some of those peanut butter filled pretzels. <gasps> I got to get more of those from my really weekend run. Aren't they um, so But no good. bars because I didn't want to take in any bars. I just, again, I wanted to experiment and just see. I know the bars work. So I just wanted to test out some alternative nutritional. So how many gels ideas. total did you take? Were those the gels that were yeah, on the... Yeah, five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, five gels. Five goos. And then you got into my peanut butter yep. pretzel storage. Yep. Cool. A sleeve of, of goo blocks. Mm -hmm. uh, a bottle and a half of scratch. Some water. Yeah. And you feel like when you tried to correct it towards the end of the run, were you able to do that? Because you had about 40 minutes to go at that point when we talked. I didn't correct it in the instance, but I felt my body start to absorb the water. So 20 minutes went by, 30 minutes went by. And then by the end of the run, I came home and I was, I was ready to, I think one more bottle of water and I was ready to But I think recover. that you're, even though like you were feeling it starting to hit your body, but I think correcting it and as opposed to just being like, oh, I'm dehydrated and, and dropping the workout or still being crappy with your nutrition, you, you, fueled, you fueled your recovery in those moments. So I had a decision. There are two options. One, I could ditch the workout, right? Things aren't going right. <clears throat> I'm still hitting the paces, but things aren't going right. Body's acting up. Ditch it. Other alternative was to just keep running through it, hit my paces, and just get through the last 40 minutes, right? Those were the two obvious options. But what I did, and this is what makes a smart athlete, is be in the moment. And what is the what is the best thing I could do right now for the purpose of the entire training picture? Like get that bird's eye view. What is the best thing to do for this workout, after the workout, recovery, and then tomorrow and then the next day? Like what is the best thing I could do right now? Because I'm not in the mindset of I have to push through this. I'm still eight weeks out. Like I don't want to damage the body, damage the fitness. So I think that was a key pivotal moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's I don't think I would have done that before. No, I don't think you would have either. So what... Good workout. How was your workout today? Because you've been... You were in uh, indecisive as to whether to get out on the trails or whether you wanted to run on the treadmill. So how did we, how did we work around your workout today? I just needed a mental break today. I think, you know, I've been going long every Sunday on the trails. I've been getting a lot of trail experience this year. I mean, I'm just in such a different place than I was last year. And last year I was... I was healing an opportunity in my leg that had been with me for a couple of years and was really hitting a high point, but I was healing it as I was training for my first ultra. I was changing the way, the biomechanics of my gait and how I ran. And then coming off of Mendocino last year, three weeks later, I did half Ironman. Um, I did Santa Rosa 70.3 and then I took time off and I really healed. And I came back like, great. So I've been getting way more mileage in this year than last year. I'm also not training for triathlon. So I'm just running, I'm doing so much yoga. I'm doing yoga, I don't know, six, seven times a week. Well, I mean, we're doing our March yoga challenge with the team. So I've been doing it seven days a week. And the road is just, ugh, 
it's like stale bread for me to be out on the pavement. I'm just done with being on the pavement. It doesn't fill me up. And today it was like rainy, so the trails were going to be messy. I didn't have a lot of time because we had podcasts and I was teaching and everything. I just needed a break. And so I teach at a gym on Thursdays. And I was like, I just want a treadmill workout. Like, I don't even know where that came from. And you were like, ooh, we'll just do the, the Mendo Maker which you had given our other athlete, Liz, a while back. And so I just got excited by that. It was like something new. I needed, for me, it's like, it's, I, I know when I need that mental, I need that, I needed it today mentally. I really, really did. I needed something different. And so, yeah, so I did the Mendo Maker. I taught and I even had this thought this morning of like, oh, I'm going to be tired after I teach these classes. And then I was like, no, 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 right? Untrained mind. No, you don't, you're not going to, why would you decide that now at 7, 10 in the morning? Why would you decide that you're going to be tired at 12 o'clock? Like just be right here where you are right now. So I brought it back and I just kept cruising through the day and uh, getting excited about this workout because it was something new and different. So after I taught my class, I got changed and I was thinking about hydration and getting fueled and and being in a place because I was gone from eight o'clock this morning. I didn't get home until almost three. And so anyway, it was super fun. So I did, it was... Yeah, give me the workout. Okay. Share. Here's the workout. Ready? It was an hour and 15 minutes, and it was 10 minutes warming up on the treadmill, so just an easy cruise pace. Then I jumped off and did 10 push-ups, 10 single leg lunges each side, and a minute plank. Jumped back on the treadmill at a 2% incline, and it said walk or jog, but I felt good, so I was running. And plus, I've been running up these huge mountains. So You've been getting some elevation gains running, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I've been getting huge <clears throat> elevation gains. So running at 2% felt like nothing. Then I jumped off and did 10 push-ups, 10 single leg lunges each side, one minute wall sit. Mm-hmm. That got some heat going. Hopped back on the treadmill, did 10 minutes at 4%, ran that, jumped off, 10 push-ups, 10 side lunges each side, one minute plank. Jumped back on the treadmill, 10 minutes, 4%, ran that, jumped off. And I kept getting faster because I was feeling good. So I kept like dipping down. I haven't been on a treadmill in so I haven't been on a treadmill since we lived in Newport and we owned a treadmill. So it was really fun to be on the treadmill. Jumped off, did 10 push-ups, 10 single leg squats, and another one minute wall set. Then I got back on the treadmill and did five minutes, just easy jog. And I took that super easy, really easy. As much as I was feeling good, I took that really easy, those five minutes, slowed way down. And then I did 10 minutes at tempo to finish. And I could have gone, I could have gone for another hour. I felt so good. I felt so refreshed. And then I just took it down and went to like an hour 20 and just, I walked, just walked those last five minutes and cooled down and drank well, fueled well, felt awesome. It was funny because I came off the yoga class and I had a Joje bar in my bag and I had a gel and a goo gel in my bag. And I was like, I wanted the Joje bar so bad because it's so yummy. It was like the chocolate almond espresso one. And I was like, I just want that. I'm like, but that's 310 calories. Like I just wanted it. And I knew like I was going to eat the whole thing. And is that going to make me feel good when I'm literally walking upstairs now to hop on the treadmill? So I just took the gel and I was like, if I'm still hungry, I can have the JoJ bar later or whatever. 
And so I took the gel and that was all I needed. I felt light. I was hydrated. I felt really good. It was just, I loved it. I love this because that's the gap, right? We talk about the gap. Oh, I wanted like, that Joji. Like I was like drooling over the Joji bar. I just wanted it so you bad. You slipped into there. It was like for the the purpose of this workout in this moment in time right now, maybe the Joji bar at some point, maybe that would be good for you for a workout like this. But for this point in time, you just, you slipped into that decision area. And I think that if, if you guys listen in here, that's where you, that's where meditation comes in because you're, you're widening that gap. You're getting in between, you're just slipping that wedge in there. And I sat with the desire, like you're yeah. able to sit with your desires and not always have to act on them. Yeah. You can, they're going to continually come up. You're not blocking it out. You, they're going to come up, but you can, you can choose to act on it or you can choose to another way. It's so funny because I keep getting into the gap with that damn Joje bar because it's back in the cabinet. I've been carrying that thing around for like a week. I swear to God, if you eat it, it might be over between us. There's one of those chocolate espresso ones left. Hands off. And it's been times where I'm like going to do something and I'm like, ah, it's just not the right fuel. Like I need mm -hmm. a kale salad right now or I need a smoothie right now. So it's funny, like it hasn't been the right time to eat it, but I will But eat when it, it does, soon. watch out. I keep getting into the gap over that thing. And because I keep getting into the gap, the desire is building, right? Like I want it right now, but I know it's seven o'clock, 7.30 at night. And we're going to be roasting up some amazing broccolini and some zucchini and having a whole pile of vegetables tonight. Maybe for dessert, I'll take a bite. But yeah, getting into that gap and sitting with our desires is so big and not always acting on the impulses that our minds are giving us, getting into that gap and seeing what those impulses are. This is huge. This is, this is how we train the mind, not always responding to those impulses. Yeah. So a good session. Both you and Liz have given me feedback that you love the session. I love that session. I want to do it once a week. That's why it's called the Mendo Maker. I like the it. Mendocino 50K. Yeah. yeah. In three weeks? No. Four weeks. Four weeks, yeah. And I'm so ready. You could taper me and I could just kill yeah, it right now but, but we're not ready yet i'm sorry i just can't wait to get to the burrito bar at the end there's so many good <laughs> things about this race there's so many good things about this race we can go on and on the t-shirt Sid hellman's one of the great things about it the race director and we just got an email we're all getting like headlamps and we're all getting all this awesome stuff it's the best swag bag in the world because there's no crap in it there's no bag yeah. No, there was a little like drawstring bag, which oh, was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I but none that. of that paper stuff that goes into I know, into... like a coupon for some right. stretching class that's an hour and a half away that I'm never going to do. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to do that. And then that just gets thrown in the trash. So anyway, it's so a great So good sessions race. today for us. High five. Yeah, for, uh, yeah. Yeah. And good meditation. It all started with that meditation. 45 minute meditation this morning. You went longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did. I love it. Quality. It's the best. Okay, what else is going on? Uh, little shout out to Susanna. She just killed it at the New Bedford Half Marathon, set a PR leading into Boston. Yeah, really. It was a last minute decision. I think the week before she signed up, and it, we've done the race, both of us. Mm -hmm. And I had a great race there. I, I believe you did too. Yeah, I've done it a couple times. I yeah. ran my fastest half marathon there. I did as well. It's not super. It's not super easy. No, but but. There's that wind wall yeah, of wind. Yeah, we're talking to Suzanne like, about that. Oh, mile nine, it's almost ten. like the Cozumel wall of wind. <laughs> and it's funny because that's the, where the uh, dam is or the dike, whatever, mm -hmm. um, down at the end. And that's where I would play soccer in high school because we our soccer field, we didn't have a soccer field at, at the school. So we had to go to these two places and that was one of them. So I, I'm very familiar with the area. And yeah, Susanna, you rocked it. Yeah. Rocked it. And good prep for Boston. 
Yeah. So she's got that coming up and we got our team gear coming in, which is awesome. Yep. Um, we went with uh, Ownway Apparel. Out of Boulder, Colorado. Big Sexy's company. Mm-hmm. And apparently Big Sexy thinks that our designs are killer. So yeah. We might be featured on their on their site, but they are pretty killer. I mean, very Yogi Triathlete. I can't wait to rock it. All right. Let's jump into questions. Let's do it. Cool. All right. This one's from Lupe. Lupe is Jenny's mom. Jenny's on the team. She rocks. Jenny just did her run in the rain today. I didn't even do my run in the rain today. And Jenny went out there and did it. Jenny's a rock star. She is a rock star. I love her. Okay. This is a good one for you, Beach. Where do we draw the line between regular normal fatigue and too fatigued? Endurance weeks are hard and I'm still trying to learn to listen to my body. I'm having a difficult time trying to differentiate between the two. Thank you in advance. Um, and I know that Lupe is training for her first half Ironman and, um, yeah. So, I mean, she's putting more load on her body than she ever has, which is always such a, a learning process, but what do you have to say to that? But also we know that she's in school, so she's using her mind as well. So she's, she's pushing through. Like she's pretty she's, amazing. She's got and a lot she's of a stuff mom. and she's a mom and <laughs> setting the example. She's setting the example for her daughter, for her family, for her community. And she's been a participant in the M21 programs and she's vegan. Like this girl's living the high vibe, but just because you're living the high vibe and walking that path doesn't mean that you don't have these things that come up and you're just like, oh, I need support. I need help. Mm -hmm. So how can we help her understand this a little bit more? This is is every athlete's uh, opportunity, I guess I should say. It's an opportunity for growth as an athlete, but it's also an opportunity to reach out, reach out and, and look at your community, your immediate community around you, your significant other, your coach, and begin to begin to paint a picture because we, we want to know whether we should push it today or whether we should back off, right? That's, that's pretty much the question because of our fatigue level. And there are times that you need to push, right? There's times that you gotta you gotta break break through barriers, but there's also times when you just need to reel it back, and maybe it's a day or two or three or even a week. And I think there's a few things you can do. We can we can look at data. There's one. Uh, and how do you do that? Well, if you're using Training Peaks, you can look at the uh, stress score and your fitness score and see how things are balancing out. How would people know how to find that? Their coach, their coach, whoever your coach is, should be able to um, give you a, an overview of where you are, but you can also see it in training peaks under dashboard and they'll give you, they'll give you graphs and maps and you can, you can check it out that way. What you want to see is, it's going to drop down into the negative, but what you want to see it, it's going to drop down to the negative when you stress the body, but you want to recover. So it pops back up and you just want to find that, find that flow. Um, and it's unique to each individual because some people can push through longer sessions than others. The other thing is a good indicator is your resting heart rate. So first thing in the morning, uh, Sweet Beat actually has an app that you can check out that allows you to do that. And I used it for a while. But you can take your resting heart rate in the morning. And you don't even need that app. You don't need the app. No. Just put on, strap on your heart rate. I mean, how many times have I, first thing in the morning, I'll put the strap under my shirt and look at my watch and just see what the heart rate is for about four or five minutes. Find the average for that. And you just lay there awake, but you just, you calm your breathing and you do this for a few days. So you get, you get a pattern of what your average heart rate is in the morning. And you will notice after hard sessions and you didn't recover well, 
that the heart rate's gonna be higher than normal. And that is an indicator. It's not an absolute. None of these are absolute, right? This is just giving you, giving you some perspective so that you can form your own knowledge of your body because that's what Lupe wants to do. She wants to gain this knowledge of, of how and when to rest. So all these data points are gonna help form that picture for you. And so finding out your resting heart rate, if it bumps up, you may need to take a day or two to rest. So just start doing that. Maybe do it for a few days in a row and, and track it. Another option is to obviously push through the workout push through the workout and see how you're going to be afterwards. And this is where it's critical, critical that you keep a journal or you use the notes in training peaks because you want to capture your mindset at that point in time. So if you say today's session, I was tired, I was fatigued, I couldn't hit my paces. The next time that session, that same session rolls around the following week, check in with yourself, see where you were at that point. What did you do in the weeks leading, the days leading up? And what happens in the days leading up to the workout session you're in now? I think that's important. Yeah. And I, stress levels are super important too. Like, and this is what makes individuals so unique and why we're not a template is that everybody's stress levels are different. Life situations are different and that can all take a toll on you. But I, I also think I love the, like putting the notes in, um, because if you're using training peaks, then your coach is going to be looking at those notes. So then you already, you have the automatic, you know, communication is happening there. Um, but also like, you know, I lost it today. Like some guy cut me off and I lost it. Like watching those meant cause you like for me, I it's like today, like I just needed that mental break. I just needed that mental switch up. That's what I need. And now I feel so refreshed. So watching the mental game as well. Like if your mental game starts going down, you might, your body might be okay, but like you might just need a rest mentally. And if you can't, if you're not at that level where you're aware of your own thought process, ask your significant other, ask your children, like see what the vibe is around the kitchen at night. Like if, if you can see that volume of stress or maybe your the, the words and tone that you use can be an indication that you're not your normal self. And so it, your body could be stressed exactly like you're saying. Yeah. And stress is going to, you know, that stress in, in, your state of being is going to create an immune response and everything is going to be compromised. So, you know, we, you know, mental health days, those are super important, but like when, what's the line between like, all right, you've had three mental health days, like enough is enough, right? Like where, where do you, how do you discern this with your own athletes? Oh boy. That's, and I've done this so many times. I've done this so many times with my athletes, with our athletes, where they're not quite ready yet, or they don't think they're quite ready yet. But I believe giving them the challenge with a particular workout, and it's, and it's tough to describe because I'm so in tune with our athletes. Like I, I can feel mm. their, I can feel their vibe. So right. I'm very in tune with it. Maybe that's because I meditate. Maybe that's because they're all meditating. <laughs> yes, our athletes get meditation on their plan. <laughs> Shh, people might not come and join the uh, team. It's okay. They're, they benefit from from having that in there. <laughs> they do. But yeah, it is but, true. It's hard because you work so closely with your athletes. Like you're but, yeah. so in tune with them. And I feel like I can I can predict what their response is going to be or, or, or 
what they're going to tell me. And I just had this with one of our athletes. We were just texting back and forth and I could feel it. Like I could feel the, I could feel the instinct or their pattern of, of going a certain time because it's something they've always done. Right. I could feel it. Like I knew it. I've been there. I've been there. You've been there. And basically what I'm talking about is you've got 20 miles to do or you've got two and a half hours to do and you could possibly get 20 miles in. And after you're done with two and a half hours, you're at 19.62. And are you going to go out and run the remaining to get to 20 or are you just going to shut it down? Like that, that's getting in the gap. That's understanding what is that for, right? And there's no wrong or right. But that's, that's where I'm talking about, like, allowing the athletes to communicate with us, but yet pushing or not pushing them enough to see for themselves where they can take ownership of what the workout session should be or how long they should go. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So again, back to, I, I'm very in tune. I, I, I think we both are with our athletes, like very in tune with their demeanor, their their performance. And of course I look at the numbers, but looking at the numbers and the data, but also looking at the, the notes and then, and then the vibe that maybe we're texting back and forth, the vibe of what that conversation's so about. So like what you were saying is like, there's nothing that's absolute. So with Lupe, it's like putting the notes in there for her coach and, um, and you know, seeing how she's moving through the world through her mindfulness she's getting more awareness of how she's moving through the world, um, how the mental state is. And I know that her nutrition is, is really good and high vibe and maybe in, and what? Add the resting heart oh, rate. Oh yeah. The rest of that's just, the piece. Just get another data point. It's something to rule out. Like just. And all those things right. together. Um, and then really, you know, nothing is more powerful than our inner guidance. And so Lupe can, absolutely encourage you to continue to meditate and a great way to build our ability to hear and listen and trust our inner guidance is in the moments at the end of meditation when that timer goes off you're in that meditative state whether it's five minutes or 45 minutes sit don't get right up sit open your eyes, look around and look at the waking physical world. So now we're sitting in our big self, the meditative self, and we're looking around at basically the, the physical world where there's a lot of small selves out there, you know, doing things. And so we're merging our big self and our small self together in those moments. And when we can merge our big self and our small self together, they, they start to partner up and they realize that they're better together than separate. And so that intuitive voice will get stronger. That is a very, very powerful technique to use that was taught to me. And I do that every single time. I'll just sit if in five breaths or whatever. I just, I just kind of sit until I know. Now I just listen to my intuitive voice that says, okay, that's cool. Like we're good. Move on with your day. But um, nothing is more important than our inner guidance. And being your first half Ironman, you're completely in the unknown. So developing that relationship with your inner guidance and trusting it and testing it out, you know, going out and trying the workout. Okay, I'm not quite sure, but I'm going to go. And you say this all the time, BJ, like go a mile, right? Like talk Just about get that. Up. Yeah, so 
it, this comes in a lot too. It's they'll be like, I, I can't get in the full workout or I'm just not feeling it. But, but the key is to just get out the door and just start. So if you have a 50 minute run, just go out and do 10 minutes, see how you are at 10 minutes. Oh, okay. I feel pretty good at 10 minutes. I'm just going to continue on. You go to 20 minutes. You're still feeling pretty good. You go to 30 minutes and, and most likely everything has shifted to the past and you're in the moment and you're like, I actually feel pretty good. And that's what usually happens. But on the other side, if things start to, you know, go south and you're just not feeling it, cause that's happened to me before too. Like I'll take five steps out the door. At least I went out the door and I got dressed up and I, I tried it and it's just not working. Come back in. Yeah. And bag it and leave it. Right. So there is, what I want to say is there is no right or wrong to this. It's just experience. Experience. Yeah. But right? like when you do bag the workout, bag the workout, make the decision, let that decision stand, move on. Right. That's the experience. That's move the experience on. I'm talking Don't about. Don't like, carry yeah. it. Like I didn't get my workout. That That's going to create more stress. That's going to create yeah, more on. fatigue. Don't try and do the workout again tomorrow. No, God. Don't ever make up workouts. Like th that workout's gone. It's in the past. So get to the next session and see what you can do on the next session. And then when you're done with that, just get to the next session. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that triathletes can make is, is trying to make up workouts. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You should see his face right now. Yes. <laughs> the workout is on that specific day in that particular <laughs> arrangement for a reason. At least that's my understanding and my belief. It's my belief. It is. That these workouts are set up in a particular order for a reason. And if you don't do the workout, you skip it. You move on to the next session. And that's where you can adjust the next day. Or if this is, if this is the plan, you have that you know, templated plan, this is, these are the workouts you need to do. And if you skip them, you skip them. And you just go to the next session. Mm -hmm. and, and, and give all your energy and focus to that next session. The one that you missed is in the past. There's no use making that up. They don't drag, it doesn't exist anymore. Don't drag it around like a big trailer of weight because that's just yeah, going to drag I, you down. I didn't get my two hour ride in. So Thursday, I'm going to add two hours to my hour ride. Hmm. Well, that hour ride is a recovery ride. So you probably should recover because there's a reason why you didn't hit that workout two days ago. So because if you're not recovering, then you're not adapting. And if you're not adapting, then you're not going to be able to continue to push your body to higher levels. Stress, rest. Adapt. Yeah. All right. So I hope that helped. Let us know if you have any yeah. more questions on that. That's Luke. a really good one. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. And then Luke you had another question from one of our athletes, which I think is relevant because oh, yeah. of all the, the snow that's been happening. Yeah. Do you have any spring question? Do you have any tips or tricks <laughs> on how to make running shoes have more traction in the snow? Oh my God. I so remember those runs back East where you're just running. It's just ridiculous. But what it's are you like, running in? Is it snow slash ice a, a mixture well ice you're not going to be able to have any track doesn't matter but snow i mean snow i guess you could i mean if you had trail shoes you could use your trail shoes but what else would yak work? tracks we had a pair each of the act tracks yeah these things be, are great they are great they can be a little brutal on the feet like they're yeah you definitely want you want a snowpack you want you want some surface that's gonna be between the road and and your shoe yeah. If it's just road with like a thin, thin coating, it's, it's, it's going to brutalize your feet. It's going to, it's going to add up, but I would strongly say yak tracks are probably your best option, but another option who, um, that was, you can Google it online, but I think Tim Wagner used to, 
Of um, course, Lucho. it was a Lucho thing. But you put screws, you screw screws <laughs> into an old pair of such shoes. A Lucho thing. But you screw the, you put the screws in from the bottom up, and you use really, really short screws, obviously, because you don't want the thread to come through the bottom of the shoe. But it works. Uh, just Google it. You'll you'll find them um, or YouTube it. And you'll see some videos on how to how to hack that. But yeah, you definitely this is this is important for everybody in the Northeast and whoever has snow right now in the spring because it's the second day of spring. That safety comes first, and so you want to have traction out there. I love this question because even if you have a speed workout, you just you, you want to make sure you have the proper footing. And is there's always options for treadmill. There's always options to to do an easier run if you don't have the 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 bike path or or somewhere that's safe to go. So you definitely want traction. It's not worth it, in my opinion, to sacrifice the fitness that you built for potential of going down. Yeah. Right. I also find that running in the snow, my vague memory, hopefully it will be a memory I can't even recall pretty soon, but core strength is so huge. Being really solid. Balance. Yeah. Right. Balance. Yeah. Yeah. It's really yeah, it's huge. a good one. So even doing a little bit of core prior to going out and running in the snow will give you a little bit more stability, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah in your foot plant and your power and things like that. Yeah. Cool. Great. All right. I think that's it. That's a wrap. Let's wrap it up. It's been a long day. Let's wrap it up. We're going to, uh, we're just having some leftover pizza. Oh, by the way, did you see on the Instagram, you posted the pizza last night, which it wasn't cooked yet, but you said, does this look good? Yes or no. And 4% of the people said it didn't look good. Oh, I didn't notice I was that. Like, what? You were this four percent of the people, but it wasn't cooked yet. But it was so good. It was broccoli, Brussels sprouts, hummus was our sauce, which is like our favorite sauce. Fresh, amazing, gorgeous tomato at, from the market, and um, and then some mozzarella on some Whole Foods crust. It was so good. Yeah, we're so, gonna dive into that. So we have to jet. I'm enveloping that. 4% in my love because that was so good, by the way. That's like the YouTube video of the cat, the little kitten, and somebody yeah. actually gave it a thumbs down. Yeah, it was like, like, somebody actually gave it a thumbs down. It's like down. giving a thumbs down to a kitten video. It's the cutest thing in the world. I have to say. All right, you guys. Thank you. We are out of here. We're going to be launching this on Monday, and um, we're episode 98. We hope to continue. Thank you so much for your support. We love you guys. Like, we love you guys. Thank you so much. 